Thank you for tuning in once again to the Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, June 13th. We pray that you and your families continue to be in good spirits, good health, and prepared to worship today. Here are today's updated announcements as of Wednesday, June 9th. Sister Rachel Belafonte's aunt's son, Eric Norris's funeral, will take place on Saturday, June the 12th. The viewing will be from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., and the funeral service will follow at 12.30 p.m. The location is New Generations Funeral Home, 2930 Murfreesboro Pike, Antioch, Tennessee, 37013. Let's keep Sister Rachel and her family in our prayers as they bereave the loss of their loved one. Sister Rakaya Compton is now at home by the grace of God. Let's continue to keep her and her family in our prayers. Brother Edgar Roberts has been released from the hospital and is now at home. The family thanks everyone for your prayers and asks that we continue to keep Brother Edgar in our prayers. Even though COVID-19 mandates are rescinding and more people are being vaccinated, The elders are asking that all members attending worship at the building continue to follow the basic COVID-19 requirements, which include wearing your face mask, continuing to practice social distancing, and being prepared to take temperature checks upon entering the building. Your continued cooperation is greatly appreciated. Church, let's pray for all of our sick, shut-in, bereaved, elderly, and traveling members and their families. Let's continue to stay connected by making phone calls, sending cards, and text messages when you can. Brother Kance will continue his new study, Peter's Letters, today. The lesson text will come from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 25, and 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. The title is Promises of God. We hope that you will continue to tune in and study along with Brother Kance anytime on the Lord's Day. And you can contact Brother Kance with any questions or comments via his email address at bill.kance at gmail.com. I want to once again thank Brother Kance for the fine lesson during my absence on last Wednesday evening. Lord willing, we will resume our study from Malachi chapter 3, verse 3. And the title of the lesson is, This is Going to Hurt, But It's Necessary. Please join us this Wednesday evening once again at 7.15 p.m. Brother Curtis McLean is asking that we make a gift of love donation to the Believe to Achieve program for this year. The proceeds will be used to recognize the achievements of our school children this year as well as present our high school graduate for the year 2021, Brother Trenton Moore, with a monetary gift of appreciation for his hard work and accomplishments. Brother Curtis is asking that each working family member donate $10 if you can. And you can give your donation to either Brother Curtis or Brother Chris Bell. If you mail your gift to the church in the form of a check, Be sure to specify Believe to Achieve on the check. 
More details will be announced at a later date regarding a possible recognition program. I've been informed that the Ackland Avenue congregation is chartering a bus trip to the Civil Rights Museum in Birmingham, Alabama, on Saturday, June the 26th. They are inviting members of our congregation to join them as well. Now, the bus will leave Ackland's building at 7 o'clock a.m. that morning and will be returning around 9 o'clock p.m. that evening. The cost per person is only $25, which includes the bus ride and entrance into the museum. But you will need to bring money for lunch and dinner. So if you're interested, contact Brother J.P. Conway at 615-300-7738. Again, if you're interested in going on this trip, contact Brother J.P. Conway at area code 615-300-7738, no later than Wednesday, June 16th. This concludes our updated announcements. We will now begin our worship service. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this beautiful Lord's Day morning that God has blessed us with. Uh, it's good to be in the land of the living on this day. We have been truly blessed already, so it is a blessing to be able to be here on this Lord's Day. We welcome everyone here to our services this morning. Uh, good to see your smiling faces this morning, and also uh, welcome those that are listening to our podcast, keeping in mind this is still the Lord's Day, a day that Christians across the world should be assembling for worship. God on this Lord's day. Uh, hoping that everyone uh, understands the necessity to keep things uh, properly in order, we ask that again check your cell phones, all cell phones. Uh, please uh, set them where they're off or on mute. Uh, you should be sitting in a pew that is marked with the green tape for our social distancing. Uh, masks are required and asked to stay on at all times. Uh, also, we're hoping that everyone has the com uh, communion emblem that was, should have been given to you when you came in. And now, mine's ready to reverence God and to worship him on this day. Any visitors? I don't see any unfamiliar faces, but if you are a visitor here, we welcome you as well. Our announcements. Brother Edgar Roberts is now home from his hospital stay. Uh, we thank God for his recovery, and, and the family asks that you continue to keep him and family in prayer. Our sympathy continues to go out to the many families that have, have lost loved ones and family members here recently. The funeral services for Sister uh, Rachel Belafonte's cousin, Eric Morris, will be Saturday, June the 12th, viewing from 11.30 to 12.30, Feeling to follow at the new generation's funeral home. Keep in mind again that we hope all are participating in our weekly Bible classes on Lord's Day, the podcast. You can tune in to listen to that at each and any time during the day. And on Wednesday at 7.15 p.m. for our conference call, Wednesday Bible Class. Appreciate the brethren who conduct the class. 
If you are a member here at Lawrence Avenue and would like to receive the text messages concerning congregational matters, please contact Sister Elwanda Carruthers and she'll get you on that list. Uh, a ceremony to recognize uh, uh, is being planned, I should say, for our students for 2021. Uh, that is from daycare age all the way to college for uh, their work for school's year 2021. A very challenging year, uh, but they still were able to finish and complete their education. Uh, so they, uh, and including our senior graduate, Trenton Moore. So they will be honored at a time that will be noted later on uh, not a major ceremony, but something that's being planned after service and recognition of that. Uh, a $10 donation is being asked to be taken up or to be given on behalf of our 2021 graduate. You can give that donation to uh, Brother Curtis McLean or Brother Chris Bell. Let's keep Brother Timmy Jackson in our prayers. He has an eye condition or, or uh, illness, I should say, affecting his eyes. And it's very difficult for him to see, to drive, to do daily tasks. That's why we didn't see him last week and not uh, today. It's very difficult for him to even see. So let's keep him in prayer. That's a young age to have that type of, of uh, disease, but he does, he has been noted to have that. Let's keep him in prayer. Uh, I know they're planning on his surgery, planning on that. But let's keep that in prayer for his health and strength. The Brotherhood Churches of Christ will hold their next meeting on Monday, June the 7th, 2021, here at Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ, and that time is 7.30 p.m. We have a card, and there are several families on, on this to be noted uh, from the uh, Scruggs family. It says, you are a blessing and your ministry makes, helps makes the world a brighter place every day. Thanks for Lawrence Avenue for your many prayers and your, your many prayers and continuing prayers. I'm recovering uh, well each day with God's love, mercy, and grace uh, in Christian love. Uh, again, from Brother Ellis Scruggs, and he's noted several families on here that he wants to give thanks to, and we'll put this on the board. Uh, just thankful uh, that God has continued to bless him uh, in his recovery. And we know that to recover like that from a major surgery, that is only God. So we're thankful for his recovery. June birthdays. June the 5th, Elwanda Carruthers. The 7th, Cassandra Easley. The 8th, Angela Carruthers. The 11th, Linda Templeton. The 20th, Haley McLean, 22nd, Caleb Thompson, 25th, uh, Willie Otis, 26th, Michael Cato, and 28th, Glenn Curtis McLean. Anniversaries on the 16th, uh, Bill and Erica Kantz. We know him by William, that's the same thing, right? Okay. On the 16th, June the 20th, Sam and Jewel Otis. Uh, so all a blessing birthday to all those for June and a blessing for the anniversary celebrating. Our order of service this morning, singing, Brother Trenton Moore, scripture reading and prayer, Brother Taylor Moore, our sermon this morning, Brother Arnold Spivey, 
prayer for our offering, which again is taken up at the end of service. That's Brother Tim entering this entering now as we speak. God has already blessed him, hasn't he? All right, he's coming through. Tim, Brother Tim, we just offered a prayer for your vision. And when you see him with glasses on people, that's the reason that he has his glasses on. So, Brother Tim, we are continuing to pray for you and your eyes. Again, prayer for our offering, Lord's Supper, Brother Tyrone Moore, Sr. Uh, and starting today, I know many are, are, are wondering where, where, where is the offering tray, who do I give my offering for? So there will be two attendants at the doors. There will be one attendant at the back, at the main entrance right here, and one on the far entrance that will take your offering. Uh, you can give that to Brother D'Angelo Simmons, who will be standing at the one door, and Brother Danny uh, Simmons, that is Danny Gift, excuse me, Danny Gift, who will be standing at the other door to receive your offering. I'll close in prayer, Brother John Phillips. Again, welcome, and we thank you for being here. Do see a visiting face come in. We want to welcome you who are visiting with us here at Lawrence Avenue. Hope that you do find us a friendly and warm congregation. Now let us prepare for our morning worship service. Good morning. First song for this morning will be page 822, 822, Heaven Came Down. We'll sing all three verses. All found? Let's sing. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole And my sins were washed away And my night was turned to day Heaven came down and glory filled my soul Born of the Spirit with life from above Into God's family divine Justified fully through Calvary's love Oh, understanding is mine And the transaction so quickly was made When as a sinner I came Took of the offer of grace he did proffer. He saved me, oh, praise his dear name. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. 
Now I have a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those mansions sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe riches eternal and blessings supernal from his precious hand I receive. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Right, page one, page 819, excuse me, page 819, I shall not be moved. We'll sing all four verses. All found, let's sing. Glory, hallelujah, I shall not be moved. Anchored in Jehovah, I shall not be moved just like a tree. That's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree. That's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. In his love abiding, I shall not be moved. And in him confiding, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. Though all hell assail me, I shall not be moved. Jesus will not fail me, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. Waters, I shall not be moved. Though the tempest rages, I shall not be moved. On the rock of ages, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the wall. 
That's planted by the wall. Hearts are shall not be moved. We'll now be led in scripture reading and prayer. Good morning. This morning, scripture reading will be coming from Ephesians chapter six, verses ten through eighteen. It's Ephesians chapter, chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, and I'll be reading from the King James Version. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. And it reads, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye should be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I read unto you Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Let's all pray. Our Father, try in heaven, we come to you just to say thank you. Father, we thank you for this day that wasn't promised to us. Father, we Thank you for food, clothing, and shelter. Father, we thank you for allowing us to be able to make it through this week safely. Most importantly, Father, we thank you for sending your only begotten Son across for our sins, Father, that one day um, that one day we'll have a chance to go to heaven if we live faithfully unto death. At this time, Father, we want to pray for the health of the church, Father, uh, for those who may be dealing with their own personal uh, health concerns, Father. Um, Father, also those who may be dealing with family members uh, who may, may, may have experienced different um, health problems, Father, during this pandemic. Father, we just want to pray that we will take the right safety precautions as we uh, live our lives, Father, and also just keep in mind uh, that you are in control at all times. Amen. At this time, Father, uh, uh, we're just asking for prayers uh, for our mindset during this time, Father, um, that during this time we, we, we will be able to uh, focus our minds onto you, Father, uh, during this time that we may be able to worship your name. Father, we pray for the speaker of the hour, Father, um, Father, uh, that you may be with him um, during this time uh, so that he may remember what he had uh, studied throughout the week, Father. And for us, we're praying that, that we will be attentive uh, during this time as well. Father, thank you for everything. Uh, thank you for everything uh, that, that, that uh, you've given to us uh, thus far. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Song of Invitation will be page 655. Page 655, if you like to mark it, our Song of Invitation will be page 655. There's a fountain free. Now let's notice page 977. Page 977. 
the battle belongs to the Lord. We will sing all three verses. Not found. Let's sing. In heavenly armor will enter the land. The battle belongs to the Lord. No weapon that's fastened against us will stand. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power, and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. When the power of darkness comes in like a flood, the battle belongs to the Lord. He's raised up a standard, the power of his blood. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. When your enemy presses and hard, do not fear. The battle belongs to the Lord. Take courage, my friend, your redemption is near. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. Good morning. Oh, once again, good morning. Good morning. There should be a smile, as we always say, on every face this morning. Because yes, we serve a God that giveth and taketh away. We serve a God that lets it rain on the just just as much as the unjust. But in the midst of it all, God is still a good God. A good God. And so since he is, when we come into his gates, we ought to enter in with thanksgiving in our heart, being thankful for all of the blessings that he has bestowed upon us. One this morning being the ability and the liberty of which we have to assemble ourselves for the purpose of worshiping him the only way that he has commanded us and that is in spirit and in truth. I want to thank Brother Trent this morning. His, his, I, I don't know how he did it, but I, I, I do know who did it. Each one of the songs that he sang this morning are, are right in conjunction with what we're going to be talking about this morning. I want to use for a topic this morning the fight for our lives. The fight for our lives. You know, church, whenever a soldier goes off to battle, he needs to be equipped 
with everything he needs to survive on the battlefield. Now, not only does he need to be equipped, but he needs to be trained in how and, and when to use the equipment that he has been given. But in the midst of all that as well, it, 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 it becomes the soldier's responsibility to keep up with his equipment <laughs> and to keep that equipment maintained. Let me show you what I'm talking about. There was a Marine who, who told this story. He said that shortly after they hit the beach on D-Day, they were in an amphibious track, and as it came ashore, it was hit twice. And so when the back door opened up, in their haste of getting out, he said, I, I, I ran out. And I, I got in the first hole that I could find. And he said, then the sergeant began to come around, and he began to ask each soldier individually, are you OK? Are you all right? And he said, when he came to me, he said, are you OK? And I said, yes, Sarge, I'm all right. And he said, well, where is your helmet? Mm. And he said, mm. I left it back on the track. So he looked at him, and he said, well, where is your utility belt? And the utility belt was the belt that held his ammunition, held his bayonet, and it helped his canteen. And he said, I left it back in the track as well. So finally, he looked at him, and he said, and where is your weapon? And he said, I left it back on the track. So here is a man on the battlefield had been given all the equipment that he needed, but he left it on the track. He's in a fight for his life. And the main things that can sustain his life, he's left them in the track. Now, what do you think his probability of survival is going to be? It's going to be low. So every time we get up in the morning and we leave home poorly equipped, our survival rate is going to be low. Once again, our topic this morning is the fight for our lives. When you think about the scenario that I just read and I just told you until you're hearing, it is the condition of the church today. I'm going to let that sink in for a little while. We leave home without the equipment that God has provided for us. It's a sad condition this morning, church. A sad condition. Because, see, as people of God, we have forgotten that this Christian life does not take place on the playground. It takes place on the battlefield of life. It is a spiritual battle that we are in on a daily basis. And we need to be, and we better be equipped because we're in for the fight of our lives. Amen. The scripture says in verses 11, 13, and 14, and we'll go back and we'll read them again, it mentions three words. It says, now you know what? We need to stand. Let's go back and look at our scriptural text. 
Our scriptural text once again comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 down through 18. And Paul, after talking to them, he says, now finally, you can do everything else that we talked about, but he says, now finally, my brethren, be strong in the power of the Lord. Not only his power, but in his might. He says, now, I want you to put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He says, now, because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And church days are, are evil. Having done everything that you can do, then he says, you know what? You still need to stand. He says, now therefore, in verse 14, stand, having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, in other words, make sure that you have the shield of faith which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all power and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. These are important verses, church, because we're in a fight for our lives. Paul, in his writing in our scriptural text, he gives us an insight into the battle plan. He gives us an insight to the things that we need to do to be able to stand. Paul says, now, the first thing that we need to know is who our enemy is. So you can't go to war if you don't know who it is you're fighting. You can't come up with a battle plan unless you know who it is that you're fighting against. And in our scriptural text, it tells us that our enemy is the devil. That term devil simply means he is a slanderer. He is an accuser. And the, the very name itself reveals the character of who it is. We're in this battle with, church. Ever since Satan made his first appearance on the pages of inspiration, he has been deceiving. He has been lying. He has been accusing the people of God. Go back to Genesis, if you would, chapter 3 and verses 1 through 6. And you can see here when he was dealing with Eve, he deceived her. Not that she didn't know what the word of God said, because the Bible says now he was more cunning. So he was able to trick her up. Can you read it for me, bro? Now the serpent was more subtle 
than any beast of the field which the Lord has made. Mm -hmm. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Uh oh. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, Watch neither this. shall she touch it, lest she die. And the serpent said unto mm -hmm. the woman, Ye shall not surely die. There it is. For God does not know that in that day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Uh-oh. So you see what I'm talking about? He's able to deceive you. God had already spoken to Eve, told Eve what the deal was. But along comes someone more cunning. And he begins to, to play with the word of God. And because he was able to change one or two words, he was able to play with her mind. He was able to contort her understanding of what it is God had said. There are a lot of people this morning standing in the so-called church, twisting the word of God, confusing the mind of members, telling them they're doing everything that they need to do to make heaven their homes, but it is contrary to the word of God. Say amen. Because it's more of them than it is of us. And if I tell you the truth and I'll make you my enemy, that's not on me. Because we're in the fight for our lives. We got to know the nature of the enemy. The Bible says he is a shrewd enemy church first and 11 talks about the wilds in other words it talks about his methods of how he's going to go about getting you it gives the impression of when deer season comes in it amazes me how this can be a sport now hmm. you remember when deer season comes in. People put clothing on that help them blend in with the surroundings. They have a, a call that they can blow into. They put feed down at the bottom. They spray some stuff in the air that smells like the opposite sex. They have a high-powered rifle with a scope on it. And they call it a sport. You want, to be, you want it to be a sport? You go out there and you chase that deer down. That's a sport. But you see, Satan does the same thing. Satan lies in ways. He deceives us. Now, he's not looking for the strong ones, according to the Bible. It's just he's looking for that that is weak. I want you to catch this, and some of you might not get it until you get home. When Satan gets up every morning and he begins to make out his menu, some of us are on the menu every day. 
because we're easy prey. We leave home every day and we step in the same hole. And we say it's the hole's fault. If you do the same thing the same way every day and you expect a different result, you know what you are. We better wake up, church. There's a thing when I was in the army that I always say, stay alert, stay alive. And we're in the fight for our lives in church. We better stay awake because the world is changing. Some things are not the way they used to be. And it's because we're not taking a stand. It says now, he uses trickery. But this is a spiritual war, church. Spiritual war. And we got to understand that our enemy is a spiritual enemy. But because, see, Satan is so crafty, he's so trickery now, what he'll have me doing is he'll have me feuding with Brother Glenn over here. He'll have me feuding with Brother Bell over here. And while we're confuting one amongst his other, he's devouring the other members of the flock. We get mad with each other. But we ought to be mad at Satan. We spend so much time fussing with each other, bringing each other down. While Satan has come in through the back door and he's stealing members away. I'm arguing, Brother Bell, and we turn around and we finish our disagreement, four people have walked out. And we can't figure out why. We better wake up, church. Because we're in the fight of our lives. See, Satan is good, church, in sowing discord among the members. Sowing discord. So, see, if he can keep leadership, mm, if he can keep leadership tied up in some mess, it's easy to confuse everybody else. I know some of you have been thinking, well, has leadership been meetings since COVID came in? They've been in communication just because they don't tell you. We better wake up, church. We better stop criticizing each other and realize that God is watching us. See, the devil sometimes can work through us to cause somebody else to stumble. I'm too busy watching to see what Brother Giff is doing that I trip my own self up. I'm coming down some streets this morning. And I had to leave mine. So you know how when it snows, you can't get out of your driveway until you clean it off. It's okay. Bible says the truth will set you free. So now, since we know who the enemy is, 
you, you, you can't go into battle and stand every day unless you've got some energy. Think about it. Every day the army has to have something to eat, so they follow behind them from place to place, or they give them what's called a meal ready to eat. They got to have something to give them a source of energy. But here it tells us that the energy that we need is not within us. Right. Woo. Don't you love that? It's not within us. Because you see, if it was within me, I could have an excuse. I could say, well, today I was tired. But the Bible says it's not within me. The Bible says what I need to do now what? Is to be strong. In whom? In the Lord. Not only in the Lord, but in his power and in his might. That's where my energy comes from. I'm going to draw my energy from the power that he has. And we got to understand that when we look at might, it means his strength. It means his ability. And when we look at the word power, it means his sovereign ability to put that power to use. And when we understand what the term might and power means, then it's easy for us to understand where our source of energy comes from. It is not within me. I get it from the Lord. And I don't think we as a body sometimes understand that concept, church. To simply what it's saying is this, you are as strong as what you put your faith in. That's a deep thought, church. You are as strong as what you put your faith in. If I put my faith in Brother Ernest, and when Brother Ernest fails, I give up because I put my faith in him. When I put my faith in Brother Bell and Brother Bell stumbles, I stumble too because I put my faith in Brother Bell. But the Bible says now, when I put my faith in God, who has all power and who has all might, He's never going to stumble. He's never going to fail. And whenever I need some energy, I say, Lord, give me just a little bit more. And I'm able to keep on keeping on. There have been some times in everyone's life in here where you said, I, 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 I just can't go on, on by myself. I, I can't make another step on my own. It's meant to be that way because the Bible says you need to get that strength from God. So when you feel you can't go on, what you need to do is say, God, give me just a little bit more. And God, I look down and he said, you know what? I'm going to give you some wings so you can mount up like eagles. We've all been there, church, where we had to rely on something outside of ourselves. And when you put your trust and your faith in God, it's not hard. You just wake up in the morning. You say, God, here it is. You deal with it. I'm going on. And we don't understand how easy life is when we do that. When we turn it all over to God, it makes the battle so much easier. 
Some of you still may not understand what I'm saying. So I gotta put my mask on so I can explain it to you. Right here. I can't fly, church. But when I get in a plane and I surrender myself to the power of the plane, I can soar to new heights. I can't run 65 miles per hour, but when I get in my car and I hit the gas, I can then reach new speeds that I couldn't reach on my own. When there are some troubles in my life that I can't handle, and I surrender myself to God, I can reach new heights. Because, see, I've turned it all over to him. And when I feel this, I can't go on. God, give me just a little bit more. And you don't have to worry about God ever running out. Go to Ephesians 3, chapter 3 and 20. You don't ever have to worry about God being hacked and God not being able to get you the power that you need. God has a built-in security system because he is a know-all and he's everywhere. He's all the time, so you can't do anything behind his back. What you got, bro? Now, unto, now. unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask to think, according to the power that worketh in us. He's never going to run out of power, church. You don't have to worry about God being able to recharge himself. He's never going to run out. And that's the type of energy that we need when you're fighting for your life. But here's the problem that we have. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 7, Paul says, you know what? Now I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. He says, now I have kept the faith, but what about us? See, too many of us within the body this morning, we have fallen by the wayside. And when you fall, you're no longer standing. When you fall, people are able just to step over you. We need to be able to take a stand. Church, see, so many times when the things, when the battle gets hot, what do we want to do? We want to run. So we want to get on the phone and we want to call somebody else. There was a soldier back during the Civil War. He was a young private. His first battle. He was wounded in the arm. He's carrying his weapon. And the captain walked up to him and saw that he was injured. And the captain said, Private, go to the rear. Give me that weapon. So the captain takes his weapon and the private starts to the rear. And you can just imagine the smile on his face. He's going to the rear. But as he gets about 200 yards, there's fighting in the rear. So he says, okay, I'm going to go to the west. There's some fighting on the west. 
But see, he still has hope because he turns around and he heads to the east. There's some fighting on the east. So finally, the soldier scratches his head and he turns around and he runs back to the front and he tells the captain, give me my welcome back. There ain't no rear in this battle that we're in. Some of y'all going to get that going home. There ain't no rear in the battle that we're in. Everywhere you go, you're going to be in a battle for your life. So if there ain't no rear for you to go to, you might as well stand up and fight. Stop running. The Bible says, be quick ye like men. Stop running. Be a man. Be a woman. Stand. You've got a good foundation. Stand on the word of God and fight. Because, see, God has given us everything that we need. It's been said that a soldier is only as good as the equipment that he has. God is only going to give us first-rate equipment. God is not going to give us anything that's broken down. Every time we need something, God is going to give us something that is new. So what is this equipment that God has given us? Paul begins to give us an example. Paul begins to define it for us. Paul breaks down what the average Roman soldier would be wearing when he went into battle. Paul is going to begin to outline what every average soldier got, what every soldier was issued before he went in to battle. The first thing Paul says is now in verse 14, he says, now you need to gird yourself with the truth. Now, when a Roman soldier would gird himself, it was for a purpose. It would stabilize his body. It would protect his midsection. And then he could take everything else that he had on and he could tuck it in there. So when the battle became heated, he had the ability to do what? He had free movement. Now think about us. When we gird ourselves with the truth, which is the word of God, it has the power to stabilize us. It has the power to make us free. It has the power to protect us and to give us free mobility when we come into battle. That free mobility means you can go from Genesis to Revelation to find what it is you need. Too many times, church, we want to get into a battle just for the sake of battle. You want to get into a battle just to prove what you know. And a lot of times, what you think you know ain't what you know. So we need to pick your battles wisely. Sometimes you can't just look at somebody and say, I know I can take you. I'm going to let you in on a secret, church. They may not be in the right body, but they're studying the right book. And they can put us 
to shame. So what we think sometimes is just because I'm in the right body, everything is going to be all right. The Bible says study to show yourself approving. So if you ain't studying, <laughs> you're not approving. I won't even charge you for that. Now after you girded yourself, it says you need to put on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate was a, was a piece of leather that they would put on to protect their, their, their chest and to protect their hearts. Now, for us, the breastplate of righteousness means something else. It, it means that I need to be living the way the Bible tells me to live. Now, see, if I'm living the way the Bible tells me to live, then there are going to be less chances over here that I'm going to stumble and fall because, see, I'm doing what it is God wants me to do. That way, I am protecting my heart as well because, see, I'm staying in this word. And when I stay in this word and I get ready to do something wrong, see, the, 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 the spirit is going to tell me, hold on, hold, 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 hold on now. You're thinking above your pay grade. Get back in line. Subject yourself to your commanders, and everything will be all right. But now, when we, when we come down here, Brother Ernest, can you get 2 Corinthians for me? Chapter 5, verse 21 for me. This is why we need to make sure that we live righteous lives. 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, and verse 21 here. For he has made him to be sin for us, mm -hmm. who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. There we go. Now go to 1 Peter 1 and 16 for me. 1 Peter 1 and 16. See, church, when we live holy, consecrated lives, it's an advantage to us doing that. Because it is written... Be ye holy, mm -hmm. for I am holy. See, there we go, church. See, <laughs> there used to be this thing saying there is an army of one. And see, they got that concept from the Bible. Because think about it. The Bible says, now let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So we all should be thinking in conjunction. Not only thinking, but doing as well, because we're all trying to reach the same goal. We're all trying to go to the same place. And we're all in the same fight. It says in verse 15, now, the shoes of the gospel. See, we miss this analogy sometimes. I, I, I just love the way Paul writes this thing out. Now, you have to go back and, 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 and keep everything in, in context and the time that this took place. What they would give to a Roman soldier is a pair of sandals. And they would drive nails or spikes through the bottom of those sandals. So when they got in battle, they would dig those nails in. And they would have strong footing 
so they could hold you up. That's the same thing we need, church. When we're deeply rooted in the word and somebody comes with some nonsense, you ought to be able to dig in and say, you know what? That's not right. That's not right based upon what, Brother Spivey? Based upon the word of God. And you see it every time you dig in on that thing and you stand on the word of God, people are going to stop coming at you with some nonsense because they know that you've been within the word of God. People bring you nonsense when you don't know what you're talking about. And you'll sit there and you'll argue with them all day long and then when you finish the argument, you'll get on your cell phone. Brother Glenn, did I tell them right? For us, church, we need to be rooted. We need to know not only what we believe, but why we believe it. That's two different things. I know that today is the Lord's day, but why is it the Lord's day? Because mama told me it's the Lord's day. No, you need to dig a little bit deeper, church. Everybody in here needs to be able to explain something. Brother McLean used to say, everybody in here ought to tell somebody what you did to become a member. And sometimes that's enough. You can only tell them, and you should only go as far as you know, and then drop them off somewhere else. So you won't tell them something wrong. And when you're deeply rooted, church, and you know what you know, and you know why you know it, then you know what? You're ready to start marching. Mark 16, 15, and 16 says, now you need to go. There's no point in you going if you can't tell somebody what they sent you with. I tell Taylor, I say, Taylor, I want you to run over to Brother Glenn's house and tell Brother Glenn that I said we're going to the game at 4 o'clock. You take off running to Brother Glenn's house, and when you get there, you're like, what did Brother Spivey say? <laughs> you just wasted a trip. Some of us act the same way. We're quick to run to a discussion, but we don't even know what it is they're talking about. But you're in a fight for your lives. Then it talks about now we need to have the shield of faith. Now this shield wasn't any little bitty thing that you can just hold up like this but you got to close your eyes. This was a big shield, church, that they could stand behind. And what they would do sometimes is they would take that shield and they would dip that thing in some water. So when the enemy starts shooting them fiery darts at them, they'd hold up that shield. And because it was wet, when the, when the fiery dart hit it, it would go out. As a child of God, we have a shield, and it's our faith. It's our faith. Brother Ernest, get Romans 10, 17. I want to show you how this thing works here, church. So then, faith cometh by hearing, mm -hmm. and hearing by the word of God. Whoo! 
What am I listening for? I'm listening for the word of God. And when I hear it, I better listen. There's a difference between hearing and listening. When I hear it, I'm going to keep walking. But when I listen, I'm trying to get some clarity and some understanding. A lot of us hear the word of God, but we don't listen to it. Oh, I heard you. Think about husbands and wives. The Titans come on. Brother Glenn watching the game. Sister Tara says, it's time to eat. <laughs> Brother Glenn just watching. Sister Tara, yeah, did you hear me? Hmm? Yeah, I heard you. But he ain't listening. Now, I know Brother Glenn liked to eat, so if he was listening, <laughs> you could get me later. <laughs> But see, that shield that we have too, church, is dipped in something. It's dipped in the word of God. It's dipped in this, church. So when Satan tries to shoot those fiery darts at you, if your shield is soaked in the word of God, it's not going to stick. It's going to bounce right off. And then he says we need the helmet of salvation. Now, this is a very easy concept to think about. The soldier could go into battle with all of the other equipment that he needed, but leave his helmet at home. Wouldn't take but one blow, and everything else is obsolete. So how does that work for the child of God, Brother Spire? It says the helmet of salvation. Now, I can't get that salvation until I have accepted Christ as my personal saint. So when I get that, then some other things are going to come into play. And see, when I put that helmet of salvation on, everything else starts to add in its place. I'm going to put on this, and I'm going to put on that. And when I get on everything that I need, then I'm ready to stand. The helmet of salvation. That helmet of salvation, church, I want you to think about this now. Just like that helmet protected the head and the brain of the Roman soldier, salvation protects the mind of the child of God. Here once again, let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. When I take everything that the world has put in there out... And I put what the word of God says in. It's easier for me to stand because I'm standing on the word of God. We're in the fight for our lives. And I'm trying to hurry up and get to the close, church. I missed the fifth Sunday, so I got a couple extra minutes. So just get ready. Those were our defensive weapons. But you know, he gives us two to go on the offense with as well. He gives us a sword, and he gives us prayer. Now think about the Roman soldier. When he had that little sword, that little sword was for hand-to-hand combat. The word of God. We can use it too, church, when we get in that hand-to-hand combat. Like we said before, if somebody comes with with some foolishness, pull out your sword on them. Open it up. Now, 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 here's the key. Some of us know that we need a sword, but you don't know where it is. Somebody comes at you with some foolishness, 
you don't know how to get to your sewer. You just know it's in here somewhere. Now, that's the case where you don't need to be in battle yet because, see, you're still back in basic training. So until you get fully trained, you need to pick your battles wisely. But now, we have a sword, too, and we said that sword is the word of God. But how does that work, Brother Spivey? Remember back in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, when it said the Spirit led Christ? To the wilderness. Let's look at how that thing works now. Satan said, you know what? I know you're hungry, Lord. So why don't you, why don't you make these stones turn into bread? Now see, Christ had already gone to the armory. Because he knew a battle was coming, so Christ had already gone to the armory, and he went to the weapons room of Deuteronomy. And he picked them out three weapons. And those three weapons were, it is written. So when Satan said, why don't you turn these stones into bread? Christ pulled that sword out and he said, you know what, it is written. He says, now, you know what, why don't you throw yourself down? God won't let you get hurt. Christ walked up on him and pulled the sword out again. He said, now, whoa, 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 it is written. So then Satan said, you know what, let me, come, come here, follow me. I'm going to take you way up here and let you look down and see that all of this can be yours and all you got to do is just worship me. He went in again and said, now, this is my last time telling you. It is written. And the Bible says, Satan departed. Didn't say he wouldn't be back. He said he departed and angels came and tended to him. But see, when we leave home, in conclusion, church, when you leave home in the morning as a child of God, you got to be battle-dressed. you got to make sure you have on all the equipment that God has given you. Now, the last thing it says here is talking about prayer and supplication. The most important thing that a soldier can have on the battlefield is communication with those that are in command. When I get on the battlefield and I get stumped, I don't know what to do. I'm in constant communication with the commander. All I got to do is say, God, what do I need to do right now? I don't have to wait for a dial tone. I don't have to wait for somebody to plug me in. I'm already instantly connected. God will say, you know what? In my word it says, it is written. This is what you need to do. For every situation that you're going through in life, God has given you a solution in your guidebook. You just got to read it. And if it's any constellation to you in this battle, the battle is already won. Let's get 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 57 as we draw to a close. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 57. And this is consolation to every soldier in the army of God. You got it there, brother man? I still hear some pages turning. You got it, bro? But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We just got to keep fighting, church. 
The battle is already won. We just got to keep fighting. Keep pushing. Keep standing. Just keep standing and keep fighting. Because there ain't no rear. So you might as well just stand and fight. But now, we're talking about those that are within the army of God. See, you can't get all this equipment until you get into the army. Now, a long time ago, there was a draft. But now, this army that we're talking about is an all-volunteer army. You're going to have to enlist on your own. And I know you're just dying to get into this army. That's the only way you're going to get in. You're going to have to die to get in. You're going to have to die to your old sins and die to the world. But see, when you enlist into this army, God's going to give you everything that you need. But how do you enlist? God has a plan, and it's called his plan of salvation. Well, you have to hear the word. Believe what you've heard. Repent of your sins and confess Christ as being the son of the true and living God and then be baptized for the remission of those sins. And that will put you into the army and into the family of God. But if you've already enlisted this morning and you've transgressed some of God's laws, you can just come down and ask for prayer. You can repent of those things and get right back into the army where you left off at. Your mission has not changed. Whether you need prayer for yourself or for a family member or for a co-worker, it does not matter. Prayer changes things for everybody. So whatever it is your need may be, we ask you to stand and come as we extend the invitation. Will you come, please? Will you come, please? Let us haste, to his spring. Tis out of love from the battle, You don't need to carry any excess baggage into battle. Just carry in the battle what it is God has given you. Everything else Will is extra. You come Do we have another this morning? Free. Will you come? If not, you may be seated. Tis for you and me, thirsty soul. Hear the welcome call. Tis a fountain open for all. I want to thank you for listening this morning, church, and just remember that on a daily basis, you go to battle. Whether you realize it or not, from the time that you get up in the morning and you put your foot on the floor, you're still in a battle. But God has given us everything that we need. That may be a hard concept for you to grasp that the battle is already won, but we're still fighting every day. So keep that in mind. Be battle-dressed every day, ready to fight. Thank you for listening, church. We want to thank Brother Swart for that message.
Now at this moment, as we focus on the collection, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, let's notice page 859. 859. He paid a debt. We will sing all three verses. All found? Let's sing. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. He paid that debt at Calvary. He cleansed my soul and set me free. I'm glad that Jesus did all my sins erase. I now can sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. One day he's coming back for me to live with him eternally. Won't it be glory to see him on that day? I then will sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Let us give thanks for the collection. Most glorious and all-wise, mighty God, our Heavenly Father, you're so good. You're such a good God to us, Heavenly Father, that sometimes we, we take for granted. At this time, Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for allowing us to be able to work through the week. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us to be able to work and take care of our families. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that as we take care of our families, that we remember that we um, need to give a portion back to thee, which is already yours. We pray in the Father, we do it with grateful hearts and realizing that in the Father that it was you who made us and not we ourselves, and all our help, strength come from thee, and thee only should we serve. We pray in the Father for the collection that will be taken up. We pray it will be used in the way we be pleased and accept to thee. In Jesus' name we pray this prayer. Amen. Amen. As we get ready for, to, for the Lord's Supper, those of you that need uh, your cup, you can prepare for it. You can prepare for it. If you don't have someone, bring one to you. Now we've come down to this part of the service. We remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. On him down on the cross was the sins of mankind, that through his death and suffering we all may have that right to the tree of life and have a privilege to serve him with the true and living God. We notice in the book of Matthew, the chapters 26, and the verses 26, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread, he blessed it, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, take eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and he gave thanks 
And he gave them to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of New Testament, which was shed for many for remission of sins. Let us bow in prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, we just thank you for you sending your only begotten Son to die on the cross for the sins of mankind. We pray in the Father that each and every day of our lives that we remember this and we keep it in the forefront of our minds and that we do not take these things for granted. We pray in the Father we, we live a life for the world that the world may know and see there is reality in serving you which is the true and living God. And at this time, in the Father, we just want to thank you for your son's body and his precious blood that was shed on the cross with sin of mankind. In Jesus' name we pray this prayer. Amen. Now you may partake of the body and also the blood. This end is forcing the service. Let's bring the service to a close. Let's notice page 243. Page 243. Home of the soul. And we will sing the first two verses. All found, let's stand and sing. If for the prize we have striven, after our labors are o'er, rest to our souls will be given on the eternal shore. Home of the soul, blessed kingdom of life. Free from all care, and where falleth no night. Oft in the storm, we are sighing for thee. Beautiful home of the ransom beside the crystal sea. Yes, our sweet rest is remaining for the true children of God, where there will be no complaining, never a chastening rod. Home of the soul, blessed kingdom of life. Free from all care, and where falleth no night. Oft in the storm, we are sighing for thee. Beautiful home of the ransom beside the crystal sea. Before benediction, I don't know who's doing it. I ain't seen nobody come up, but okay, cool. Um, believe to achieve update. Uh, we are more than halfway through um, the financial donations that we've asked for, what, 10, 10 per person or 10 per working adult. Uh, we're more than halfway through that, that $300 mark goal, so I want to thank everybody for that. Uh, if you haven't given, whether you're here or whether you're on the podcast, uh, you can still send it in, whether it be um, cash, cash app, uh, check. Um, how you want to do it? If you do a check, make it out to Bleed to Achieve. That way, and if you send it here, that way the, the um, ones the treasurers who deal with the money know the difference between your donation to the congregation and the donation to the Bleed to Achieve. Um, so make it out to the Lawrence Avenue, but Bleed to Achieve program. 
Um, and once again, we thank y'all for the donations. We are more than halfway through. Church, let's pray. Almighty God, Jehovah Yahweh, you are the true and the living God, the God that we all serve. Father God, we pray that all that we've done this day, the songs, the prayers, the collection, everything that we did, Lord, was whole and acceptable in your sight and was done with spirit and in truth. Father, we thank you for the one who spoke before us this morning, reminding us to put on all of your armor so that we can fight this battle that we're fighting every day, that we be strong and courageous, that we never give in and never give up. Father God, as we leave this place, we ask that you continue to be with us, never leave us nor forsake us. Now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us all until we meet again. Let the church say, Amen.